0: Thanks again for listening to another episode of the DVO show. I am your host, Derek Van Auten aka DVO, and on this episode, my good friend Nella Otuafi comes in, also known as the Mighty Agnot. This guy is such a genius when it comes to music. This episode, we talk a lot about music and culture. I hope it's an episode that you guys really enjoy as much as I did sitting down with Nella. And you guys, he is so humble. He does not want to be name dropping. But this guy has worked with some of the biggest names in the music industry. And I'm so happy to call him my friend. And we get to chop it up and and talk about music because I love it so much. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: that's dope, man. test 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 all right
0: we're good all right it looks better uh sometimes we look at the camera I used to look at the person so now right. I kind of situate it like this because it does look better also. I'll put it on YouTube all right everybody welcome back to another episode of the DVO
1: show and I'm here with the mighty Agnot Nella how you guys doing how you doing brother appreciate it, man thank you for having me here and being a part of this you know uh, um, when you reached out to me, man, I was very, very excited to to come and be a part of the podcast, man.
0: Oh, I, th- I thank you so much for your time and coming out here. I'm I, I'm super excited. Uh, I'm a big fan of your music. Uh, if you guys don't know, we're gonna get into that a little bit. But but Nella plays uh, and records some amazing music, uh, anywhere from even like gospel related to to reggae to R and B and anything in between almost, right? (laughs) I try, man. Anything. Anything, man. I try my best. No, it's good. We'll get into where people can find you uh, towards the end, but right Right now, tell us, how did you get into music? Like, are you from a music family background?
1: So, uh, I think what it is is, you know, Polynesians, they have a lot of interests and a lot of things. But main, if you you talk to a Polynesian person, there's three things you can always talk to them about if you relate Uh to them uh, about. Food, obviously, we yep. love food. We that's talk the about first thing that time. came to my mind. I know, man. And then um, the other thing being sports, a lot of athletes yeah. in the Pawnee's community. And then the other thing is music. Everybody in the Pawnee's community. And and they'll all say, well, oh, I can't sing or I can't. Everybody sings. Everybody plays something. Um, that's every, awesome. It's just for whatever reason. I think it's just part of our DNA, man. Music is a big part. So that's kind of, it was kind of, you know. Born with it, you know. As
0: okay. Far as that's yeah. I mean, and, and, I mean, you're you're gifted, brother. You're gifted. Oh man, <laughs> I
1: appreciate, man. Oh, I appreciate oh, for real? I know a lot more gifted people out there. Promise you, man. <laughs> I know a lot more gifted people
0: out there, man. Where, how did it start for you? That you just heard someone singing. You heard like a song you enjoyed. Do you, do you even remember? Does it go way back to
1: your roots or what? So family function. Uh, okay. A lot of family functions. You know. Um, I, I saw the the podcast that you did with uh, Buddha, and he talked about drinking kava. right? Right, and so one of the big things uh, in when you're drinking kava is everybody's playing; they're playing music, right. yeah. Whether and he talked about it too on his podcast. He loves to listen to music as he's drinking, yeah. Uh, kava. And and growing up in California. Um, that's kind of what, you know, the community did. They would have their cava sessions. And as a kid, I'd just be sitting there listening to people playing their guitars or their ukes or, you know, whatever the instrument right. that they have. And they're playing. And, and I'd be the kid in the corner just sitting and listening, you know. Okay. Really just listen. That's, that's really where music, for me, everybody in my family, they're all dancers. Okay. My, my sisters, my brother, my parents, they, 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 they danced uh, at the Pawneesa Culture Center. Um, and did for, they really? Yeah, man. For whatever reason, man, I just... That's, That's the one talent I didn't get, man. I'm I got gonna, two left feet, man. I'm so. gonna be
0: there in a couple months, so. That's what's up, man. That's <laughs> what's up, and
1: so uh, and so for me, it was the it was really the music route as opposed to the dancing route. And Like I said, uh, all my cousins, they all I mean, we, uh, there's musicians all in my my family. More more importantly, the community.
0: Okay. Yeah. So what what part of California did you grow up in?
1: I grew up in San Diego, California. I knew that. I just wanted to ask. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> 619,
0: one I, I love San Diego. I know we're both Charger fans. Oh, yeah, man. Um, I'm a man. San Diego Charger fan. <laughs> Me too, I'm a Char- yeah. I'm not, not an L.A. Charger fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm slowly converting. This season was a good season. Ooh, it was a good season, Until season, the man. last game, obviously. Unfortunately, man, Patriots unfortunately. put a spanking on us. but uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but. <laughs> I didn't see that coming, man, to be honest. The really playoffs? Didn't. No, I didn't. I mean, I, I didn't. I thought San Diego was going go uh, to go into New England and, and uh, you know, put a smack in oh, them. Oh, yeah, I did too, actually. I, did, I thought it was either going to be a really close game and, uh, you know, the Patriots, Patriots win on a really close game or we just blow them out.
0: But man, That's I, exactly I did, what I yeah, thought. Yeah,
1: I did not think they were going to come in. Oh,
0: it was just, it was hard. Yeah, it was a tough so one. So who are you going for now, now that the
1: Chargers are out? Who are you going for? Uh, speaking honestly, I haven't really gotten into the NFL. It's been several years, but I, you know, I've always had my eyes on the Chargers. But I think uh, I'd like to see uh, New Orleans. Me too. Yeah, and that's from I'm my man same. Sean Kojima, who's out yeah. there. Yeah. That's her boy. Him. Who yeah. that?
0: Who that? He's a Saints fan. Also, yeah. Drew Brees came from San Diego yeah, Chargers. Yeah, dude, yeah, so, yeah.
1: So there's a connection there. Yeah, a <laughs> lot of. Uh, so yeah, I wanna, I wanna see. Uh, I want to see a New Orleans win. I'm, I'm with you. So San Diego, you grew up. Did you, yep. did you, do you like cover? Um, it's been years, man. It's been okay. years, but yeah. But uh, when I was uh, back in back in the days, yeah, it was it was definitely something that I enjoyed doing for the music aspect of it, okay. not necessarily for the drinking part of it, but the music. I loved right. it. I couldn't get enough of it, man. It was like. Um, you know, comedians go to open mic night, you know, yeah, that yeah. type of situation. For me, going to a cover oh. circle, I would be able to listen to people. And, and and, and, and the you know, my uncles, they play everything. Yeah. They play, you know, um, they play blues music. They play, you know, they play contemporary music. They play all kinds. Okay. I mean, my uncle, you know, one day he was singing... Um, and, you know, in my mind, you know, going, going to Carol, you know, you know, Carol, and I thought that was his song. I didn't realize that, oh, you know, okay. James Taylor wrote that song, and that's how I lo- fell in love with James Taylor, and you know, the, the oh, whole singer songwriter awesome. thing. And so, yeah, so the, the, the that that really really helped me, uh, as far as that's concerned.
0: That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, so, did you just grab an instrument and start playing naturally then? So, oh, so
1: in my house we had a uke, and my dad. Okay. Um, that was the very first instrument that I learned how to play was that. Oh, nice. Um, and so I think for most... I wish you would have brought it now. I know, man. <laughs> the, the thing is, is uh, I think for most people in the Pondies community, that's probably the first instrument any kid picks yeah. up and plays is the U. Because everyone has one, and it's really easy. It's a lot easier than picking up a guitar. Right. It's not six strings, only four strings. and okay. So for a kid, it's easier to get their hands around. Oh, well, that makes sense, you know, yeah. something like that. But yeah. So I you just started, just, started, just started playing with it? And just I started playing with it. My dad started teaching me chords, and, ah. and then... From there, I, I started picking up, and I, I take my little uke to the, you know, to the sessions, and I, I kind of watch people, and you know, see with their hands, and and uh, you know, my uncles and my cousins, and you know, everybody would just yeah. kind of give me a little bit of their knowledge and and help me to understand. Oh, that. dude, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah.
0: And so you just started jamming out. I like how you compared the the, the kava circles to to like a stand up uh, open mic night. It's just yeah. everyone just kind of gets on and just kind of yeah. does their thing.
1: Cause it's non threatening, man. Right. It really is, man. It's non threatening. You get there. Uh, people show love, you know, people aren't going to boo you, at least I hope they don't. Um, <laughs> but they're not going to boo you, you get there, you, you, and you... you. So f- as I got older and I got into college and stuff, I'd go to these cover sessions and I would play songs that I write and okay. kind of get feedback and see if people liked them. Oh, right. Okay. Um, at that time, when I first started uh, with that, uh, I, start, I formed this group called Pauhana uh, many, many moons ago. In and, California, yeah, in California. And uh, long story short, all the songs that I was playing at the co- uh, in the in the cover Circle eventually became the first album. And Dude, so that's that's, awesome. that's kind of how it worked. And so I would go to the cover Circles in California or here in Utah or in you know Texas or wherever it may be, okay. and I just tried my songs. If people liked it, I was like, oh okay, I think I got something going on here. Nice. And eventually, uh, just put them all together and uh, create this uh, album called Return with Honor. So. Dude, that's awesome, cool, yeah. man! So, yeah. what brought you out to Utah, then? So, um, I served an LDS mission, and I was okay. in Panama, and um, I think you speak it, Spanish there. Yeah, or do you? Yeah. Wow, yeah. I try at least. All right, I try to speak a little bit every day. You know, I am gonna tell like, my you know, wife so next time she sees yeah, you, she talks to you, yeah, man, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. But yeah, so I was uh, I was in uh, Panama for my mission, and um, long story short, on the last uh, last month. I got a letter from uh, my parents and the address said Salt Lake City, Utah, and I was like, Whoa Oh, okay, all right. And my dad was like, "We're moving to Salt Lake," and I don't—I only, only been to Salt Lake maybe once or twice before that. Okay, and so um, Salt Lake was cool. I, I just never thought I'd live here, but right. then again, nobody in California ever thinks they're going to move from California. That's true. That's and, and, true. You know, and so I eventually ended up here, and uh, um, yeah, my wife. Um, she was up here, and you know, we got married, and, and all right, history, man. But that's, Dude, that's
0: awesome, man. Years. I love that. Yeah. That's great. So, um you, I mean, you started other bands. What were some of the bands you've been in?
1: So, the very first band I started was called Paohana, Um and um, that was back in my early college years. Okay, and that started with a bunch of kids, a bunch of um, like four or five guys and one girl. All right, and um, but that started in our college days, and that was awesome. It took off, um, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, um, right in the middle of everything blowing up for Palo I actually left on my mission. Oh, and okay, so um, to kind of dedicate things to you know the choice that I made, we ended up naming the the, the album the first album that called Return with Honor because okay. it, 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 the plan was I was going to be leaving, so everybody knew. Oh, I that's was leaving. cool. And so while I was gone in Panama, man, things blew up, and I was just like. You know my, my parents or my sisters were writing me and be like they know oh my gosh no I mean my my friends from the band were writing me on my mission and they're okay. sending pictures of them on tour and like oh that's awesome Gwama, Saipan and like all over the world it was crazy and uh you know I, I get these contracts in the in the yeah back in the day it was, it was mail you know from um you know from different uh, from the universal what was going on you know with the distribution and and so it was just it was just it was crazy, man. Okay. So, um, in a sense, I was very grateful that I was serving the mission because there was so much things going on that I, I almost kind of felt like I was uh, I was put a, put to the side so I could focus on what I needed to do. Okay. And then when I was done, I came back. And when I came back, I think I came home on a Wednesday, and Friday I was back on tour. So, that's how fast it Dude, that's awesome, it happened, man. man. So, it was, it was kind of awesome. crazy, man. So, uh, but from there... Um, from Powhana and then uh, formed another group with uh, s- some of my best friends um, and we started the group called Monopoly All-Stars and so uh, and that started here in, in Utah a lot of us came home from our missions okay and that's kind of how, how it, how it started now nice. I started so
0: I mean I, I have I have all your al- albums Monopoly, oh. <laughs> Monopoly uh, albums yeah. uh, I love them I was just telling him you know we're, we're going to Hawaii and when the when the album Rhythm and Blues dropped uh, it was my first time in Hawaii and I was jamming it the whole time. Oh, and so man. you know as we're as we packing up my, my wife and I getting ready for our trip to Hawaii, I said, I gotta make sure I got this album in the rent a yeah. because we're gonna be jamming it yeah. the whole time.
1: I appreciate that man. You know, I really, really enjoyed every music project I've been a part of. Pahana was super special because it was first and uh-huh. you know, the 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 surprise of all the success that it had and with Monopoly I I, I it was it was such a unique uh Ensemble of people okay. um, that that were put together to create that group, um, and in a sense, I always think back. I was like, "Man, maybe we're a little bit ahead of our time." You know what I mean? Interesting. We were a bit, uh, before you know our time, because we were playing things that nobody else was playing. We were playing things. It's, it's very things, yeah. different. Yes. It was yes. really different. So it's funny now. Like, fast forward now 10 ten, fifteen years, um, listening to the style of music that's out now. I kinda of said, man, we had we had elements of that way back in the day. It's you true, know, yeah. So the mixture of R and B and Reggae and I thought it was uh I thought it was pretty pretty cool. But I do in a sense, like I said, I always kinda of look back and say, Man, maybe things would've been different if we would have came out now, you know what I mean? But Right. Yeah. But okay. I always believe man, yeah. I always believe that, you know Happens for it, a reason. Yep, yeah, happens for yeah, a reason, everything in its due time. So uh uh hopefully, you know hopefully you know, you know, our, our musical stand. you know, last a. Uh, you know, stand the test of time and and go on from there. I think think it will. Yeah, so after that, um, after the whole Monopoly thing, um, I decided to do something that most people wouldn't do, which is really go after their dreams. And um, so I uh, decided to pack up everything, my wife, my children, five kids at that time. Okay. Five kids and we moved to Los Angeles and I really started focusing on music and um it was awesome, man. I got right into Hollywood and right into wow um uh, working with uh, record labels and artists and and doing a lot of cool things and so that of that's kind of where 'cause kind of where I'm at now so dude that 's awesome, man. Yeah. Do you have any like musical legends that you really look up to uh, yeah this is, i mean a tremendous amount i mean i think there's a, there's a lot in the Polynesian community you know okay. i was, i've always looked at my dad my dad my dad played a lot of music. Uh, my dad was a bass player, and so oh, nice. I've always looked at him and my uncles, um, and um, a lot of people who, you know, I, who I think really um, trail, you know, blaze the trail. Yeah. In the Polynesian community, like the Jets and the Buya Bo- tribe, and uh, and the, you know, there's there's so many people to, to name uh, that I, you know, I looked up to them, um, you know. But from a secular music standpoint, I've always been really. Um, moved by the singer songwriter, okay. people like James Taylor. Yeah, um, you know, obviously Bob Marley is probably one of my favorite, right, uh, of all time. Uh, but people who, wh- when they wrote music, every word count,
2: every okay.
1: everything count. When they when they when they wrote, you know, a tune um it wasn't just something that oh hopefully this will have commercial success it was okay. like this is, gonna this is going to mean something this was going to and i'm not necessarily, not necessarily talking about political right meaning anything, but uh you know one of the <laughs> you know even um um one of the uh, artists right now that i'm really i've been listening to for years now but uh ray lamontaine I'm, I'm not sure if you're okay. familiar with him i'm not but uh he has some incredible music and he 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 fits that singer songwriter you know mold and uh okay and uh, i had a you know brief opportunity to meet one of my uh, idols um uh, Kenny Babyface Edmonds oh wow and, uh, and that was pretty that's cool that's pretty awesome yeah, yeah. man cuz you you think about his catalog right? Yeah. you think about his catalog oh, yeah. and what he um what he's written and wrote for not only himself or his you know After Seven or his brothers group or but for you know, for everybody, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, oh, he's a legend. Yeah, yeah, to be able to sit and talk with him for a little bit, dude, that's and, awesome, yeah. man. What'd you guys
0: talk about? Just music? Yeah. yeah the just, just.
1: And... Um, first of all, he's kind of a he's kind of a really quiet guy. You know, I like, get that impression. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's really quiet. You know, and um and and I think, you know, when you work in the music industry, you, you know, there's a tendency to be a little bit guarded with people that you don't know. Okay. Um and you know I just you know I I to meet him through uh, a friend of mine's and. Um, he, my friend said, "Hey, can you come down the studio?" And uh, so I showed up at the studio, not realizing it was Babyface studio. Dude, that's awesome! Yeah, and I walk into this room, and there was Babyface. Dude, that's just, so awesome, man! Yeah, so I was just kind of like, "Whoa," you know. And so uh, I was introduced to him and talked with him, and and it was pretty cool, man. There was a lot of uh, people in the studio at the time, um, and but speaking with Babyface, and you know, had some great. Uh, Council and some great things that he talked about. But when it talked about King of the Music Business, man, he okay. perked right up. And he was, okay. I mean, he was like, whew. Dude, that's man. awesome. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty cool experience.
0: This uh, is this I, is my opinion. Tell me if you agree. Well, 90s had the best r and
1: I think so, man. I think okay. the standard right. for R&B is in the 90s. Okay. The standard for R&B is in the 90s. And, and it's funny because it's really hard to beat the 90s. And I'm not trying to be biased, man. I'm not tr- I really am not trying to be biased because... When you heard a '90s R&B song, uh-huh. you knew it was an R&B song. Yes. Like, but nowadays things are just kind of—they're in this—they're uh, in this kind of crazy because nobody wants their music to be categorized anymore. Okay. That's the hard part about okay. about uh, the music industry. Nobody wants to have their music categorized anymore, and because of that, there's no definition either whether it's good or right. bad. There's no definition to what it is, and a lot of times people are trying to create. Create something new as opposed to something okay. genuine. That makes I, sense. I don't know if that okay. makes sense.
0: that makes sense. That makes you know a lot I mean? of sense to me. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So I think a lot of times people are trying try too hard. Exactly. Yeah. They're trying to make something new and maybe something that's crazy, as opposed to something that's good. Yeah. Something that's true and genuine to who they are. I think the, and, and I'm not you know, but I think one of the best uh, R&B albums that, that has come out in the last couple. Years I think it was maybe maybe five years ago was when Miguel first came out. Miguel's good. And when he yeah. first came out with his first album, I think that's one of his very. I think that's that's one of the very best R and B uh, albums outside of the nineties.
0: I outside have to agree 90s. with you on yeah, that. Yeah, outside
1: of the nineties. I'm sure there's other ones, you know, uh, but that's one I would say. When I, I first I heard, that, like I was like, like bam. That's what I'm talking about. Even if he drops kick in yeah, the audience. Yeah. <laughs> you see that? Man, don't be jumping over people like that. <laughs> oh, that <was> funny. <laughs> don't jump over people like that. Just that's sing, funny. man. Just sing. We'll leave that to Evil Knievel, man. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, okay, I, I, awesome. So how would you categorize your music, then? So, okay. So I, I do I do a lot of music uh, because I work with so many different artists. And, their genre is different, and okay. I, and I do things even like for uh corporate, uh, and I've done things for oh, okay, yeah, I've done things for uh, for example, um, uh, there's, there's a game being developed, I won't mention the game because it hasn't been in the market yet, but there's a game being developed, a board game being developed, and they needed pirate music, oh, okay, it's a pirate theme, yeah, game. so you know, so like the commercial, yeah, yeah or? for the for, for the Dude, marketing, awesome, the commercial. so. So I was a part of the project, um, you know, you know, developing music to put for a pirate for a pirate game. You know, Dude, like, I love that. Yeah, so it's like as a, as a as a producer and as a songwriter artist, I, it pushes me to do things really outside of the the norm for me. That's you know great, I mean? though. Really outside the norm for me. But if you're asking me, I mean, I, I just try to put out stuff that's true to to, to me okay. when it has me. As the artist, when I'm writing for someone else or producing for someone else, right? Then you know it really comes down to um, a, a mixture of writing something that's true to me, but knowing that someone else is going to be singing it. Okay, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? So I wouldn't, for example, if I'm writing for Marilyn Manson, I'm probably not going to be writing something, you know, about sunshine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know okay, what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, so I, I try my best to stay true to myself, and at the same time. Um, you know, make sure I'm mindful of who I'm writing for and who I'm writing with. That's good. That's Um, good. But a lot of times when I get into a writing session, Uh um, it's usually we get into the studio and I'm meeting the artist for the first time and we're just vibing. We'll sit there for an hour and just like, just listen to something or, you know, have a guitar and just kind of play chords out and just kind of, and the writing session is a very unique one. It's almost like, instantaneously, right? Okay. You know you're going to get something or not. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We. It, it may not be like, like I can't for some reason me personally, um, and I kind of experienced this when I was dating. I couldn't, for example, I married my wife because she was one of my she was one of my best friends, if not okay. my best friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so going into a creative pro- process like writing music, you kind of have to have a vibe with someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. True. Like you kind of have to vibe with because if you're not vibing with them, then it's just going to be. you know. That's a good point. Like, right. It's not going to be very good. Very good. That makes so, sense. You know, uh, when you walk in, I, I try to, when I walk in, I try to go in as myself. I mean, this is who I am, a hoodie, sweats, and a baseball cap. Love it. And I've worked with artists who walked in, it was like, you know, studied leather jacket. Right, okay, You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, Versace shoes. You uh-huh. Know, you know what I'm saying? And it just, you know, not saying that it didn't, you know, because the, I sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And okay. It's okay, man. There's kind of this understanding with writers, like. It's okay, okay. If it doesn't work it doesn't work you know that makes sense you know, it's all good man
0: you know uh, when we talk about c- categorizing you know the album like i said rhythm and blues mm-hmm. yeah there's hints of reggae and, yeah. and 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 then there's 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 hints of blues and hints of r yeah. and b and which, which I actually love that and that actually, my wife didn't listen to, I'm a big reggae fan. Yeah. And so my wife never listened to it. So that actually was a good transition for her to get in yeah. into like reggae because yeah. she's like, oh yeah, I like I the yeah. tune of this. But uh, one of my favorite all time songs is on that album. Okay. Gunshots. Okay. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why that story hits me. Yeah. There's, there's a story in that song. Yes, there is. Is, is there a it real is. life story behind that song too? It is. Too? is it okay.
1: actually, it's actually, um. So the song talks about two particular people, and man, I man, it's been a long. It's been a long time since yeah. I even listened to that song. But uh, uh, that song actually won us an award. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I didn't know it was that Southern California music. We won Song of the Year. I didn't know yeah, that. we won Song of the Year with song. Awesome. and it was um, the the subject was about uh, a girl named Kathy, okay, and then a and a, and a gentleman by the name of Johnny. Mm-hmm. And they both were uh, Polynesian, uh, members of the Polynesian community whose lives ended early. Um, for me, it was even more close because Kathy happened to be my sister-in-law. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. And so, Oh, um, wow. Essentially what happened was, um, like in the story, you know, it uh, talks about her raising her two kids. Yeah. You know, in her situation, she just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and was caught in the middle of, you know, an unfortunate situation, a drive-by shooting that, you know, took her life. And so I thought people needed to hear that. And like I said, you know, kind of going back to what I said about trying to be true, I think this song really was kind of like the element or uh, a good, probably a great example of, you know, of bringing real life into what our music is. Oh, absolutely. And uh, Johnny was was a young man uh, from Sacramento. Uh, who unfortunately same thing uh, was at, you know went to a party one night and uh, unfortunately was gunned down uh, by um, just by a rival neighborhood and he just happened to be in the wrong place wrong time and so wow um, we just wanted to bring some some awareness to that yeah. you know and how um, how that has affected the you know the lives uh, you know, lives close to us and how it's affected our community and so but yeah. I appreciate that. You no, know,
0: I, I love. I was one of my favorite all-time song I love that song. Awesome. The story just hit me. I don't know why. It just, yeah. just kind of hit me. And so was, I, I love that oh, track. I, I didn't know that. you won an award on that. That's pretty. Yeah, awesome yeah. Now. Actually,
1: we won. A, we actually, won. Uh, we won a couple awards with uh, that album, and the first album, which was. Uh, it's one thing to get like um, recognized by, you know, you get a call from your Uncle Shunner or somebody like that. But, hey right. hey, I loved it man. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's a different to be to be recognized by your peers, like, you know, for you know, something. So I think with Monopoly, that was one of the was the big thing was like being recognized uh, by you know singers and songwriters and producers and stuff like that. So that's awesome. That's pretty man. cool. That's right? awesome.
0: So what else you're you're working a lot of solo projects right yes. now. Yes. Yes. Ta- so talk about that so people know.
1: So okay, so um People say, okay, why, why did you start the Mighty why Why did you do that as opposed to just going with Nella? Well, for the purpose of my catalog, okay. I kind of had to keep everything separate. Oh, that and, makes sense. And, and, and this, you know, separate and distinct. Like you mentioned before, right? Uh, a lot of people know that I do music, uh, gospel or faith-based oriented music. Yeah. And so that that's all under my name, Nello twafi right? Okay. And then when it comes to the secular music stuff, like the reggae and the Polynesian community and stuff, um, I had to go under the Ma- Mighty agna to kind of keep the catalog separate. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it's not that I was ashamed of anything. It's just no, yeah, there was sense. a lot of disorganization because they were like, a lot of times people are like looking for when they try to license a Song of mine, they would be looking for that and not realizing that it was me. Okay. So I started had to separate, okay, this is my faith-based stuff, Yeah. and then this is everything else, like all my secular music, so. Got it. Um, but with, with regards to that, I just recently, in the past couple of weeks, I released something that was faith-based, and um, in the past couple of weeks, I released two uh, projects that I've been sitting on for the past several years. Okay. And matter of fact, one of them released today. Oh, did it? Yeah, one which of them released one, which today. What is it?
0: It's called uh, Steady Rock. Okay, I'm gonna, You know, I'm gonna yeah. post this today so people can go. Yeah, and so and,
1: and so. Go get it. and so um, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome, man. Where, where mean, can where can people get it? It's uh, it's on all major digital outlets. Uh, it's on um, iTunes, iTunes, Spotify, and I mean Apple Music. Uh, oh, perfect. You, yeah, you can find it every, everywhere. So if you want to look at uh, some of my projects, the Mighty Agnot. Uh, and people are like, well, what's, what's, "What does Agnot mean? Is that like some yeah, first Lord, Lord, Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, <laughs> reference or something <laughs> like that?" And uh, the reality is, it's um, it's actually if you take the word uh, Tonga and you spell it backwards, that's how. That's uh, how okay. So uh, I've always been intrigued with uh, when every, anybody had like the the prefix of the mighty. Okay. I always, that, that for whatever, it always stuck with me, right? All right. Like, I like so, that. Like, I always love the mighty, mighty boss tones, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. And, and, and uh, one time I was listening to this Bob Marley concert live, and they were introduced as Bob Marley and the Mighty Wailers, like that. And right. it's was just like, wow. That was just like, whoa, that's crazy. And so I just always thought about that. I just really, really enjoyed that. I love that name. Yeah. Too. I love that. And so that's kind of um, that. And, and with the Mighty Agnath stuff, it's, I mean, the you have reggae, um, and then you have you know, obviously the elements of R&B and Uh I'm I'm a big fan of 90s hip hop and I've I've always been a fan of 90s 90s hip hop. It'll never go away from me. I think the greatest album ever um, or one of the greatest albums ever happens to be the Fuji score. And so I reference that a lot. You know, I reference that a lot and, um, in the way I produce, in the way I approach things, okay, um, and you know, people don't realize the magnitude of some of the greatest producers to ever even be part of hip hop. We're all part of that album. Yes, you know, a lot of people don't realize that John Legend, John Legend was a producer on that album. I didn't know, that. and they had no idea. You know, people don't know that. Wow. But, but my point is, there's so many great minds that were part of that album that you cannot help but break that that album down and look at it as a blueprint to, you know, what you're hoping to contribute to the music world, and so. Um, that's 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 kind of what I'm doing right now and uh, as far as the faith awesome. face based music stuff um um i just released something 2 weeks ago called uh, Sunday in Tonga which is uh was right. just uh, an ep of uh, of uh, of polynesian hymns
0: um, oh nice
1: cuz it's really something hard to find online yeah. and so i i would on sundays i would like man i i, I would love i love listening to if you've never been to a polynesian congregation and just listen to them sing and most of the time they have no piano and no organ or nothing it's just them singing yeah and so i it's such a soul stirring um spiritual experience um that i would try to look for it online but you can't find it right And so i decided you know what i'm just gonna do it so i started going out yeah started going Mm -hmm. out and uh, recording it and uh and to put it out there, so that way people have. I love access, that you took you know. that
0: in your own hands and said, "You know, it's not yeah. there, so I'll I'll put it out there." Uh, you know,
1: it, it's the old saying: if if nobody, I mean, who do you, who do you really expect to do it? If, if you <laughs> right. don't do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, I've always kind of, you know, had that that thought, uh, especially when it comes to my kids. Like my kids are going to need this in the future. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, if, for example, I don't want kids to hear my kids to hear my music from someone else. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's why 2019 was important for me. It's like if something happens to me, I want my kids to be able to go to iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, whatever. Right. And if they're having a bad day, they can hear dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so um that's kind of that's kind of been my mentality this year.
0: I love that. Yeah. Actually, that's why I I record yeah. all this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. This is a great example of it. It's not it's not just your your kids, no. Nella, it's your great, great, exactly. great grandkids. Exactly, exactly. Yeah.
1: I don't want them to hear yes. stories about me from other people only. Yes. You know, yeah. I want them to hear about from me. Exactly. You know? so.
0: Cause they're gonna look at your great great grandkids, or look at you and those you as an old yeah. man. Now they can look back at this YouTube yeah. video and say, like, man, "Man,
1: Grandpa Della's young, young
2: <laughs>
1: Man, I don't have my wallet on me, man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but but it, but it's true, you know.
0: It's not just your kids; it's your great 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 grandkids that's yeah. gonna hear your music and be like, "Oh, that's where my passion of music comes from." Yeah, it comes from him. Oh, it comes from his dad. It yeah. comes from his roots. Yeah. You know, exactly. and they're gonna hear this story.
1: Yeah,
0: um, exactly. absolutely right. At the end of the day, what do you want your legacy to be? Well,
1: first of all. And when and I foremost, say the end
0: of the day, it's when God calls you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. At the end of the day, I, I really, truly... Um, I, I just want... And my legacy really only matters to my posterity. Okay. Um, and if the world you know, has their thoughts on me, great, that's fine. Uh, but the legacy I really worry about is what my, my kids think of me. Okay. Uh, you know, I think it was the same for my father. When my father passed away, I think he was just worried about oh, what... Okay. What his children, his wife, and his posterity thought about him, and so I've, you know, as best as I, as best as I can, I've, I've always yeah. been trying to live my life according to, uh, you know, how my dad would live his life, or according to, you know, what I know is right. So hopefully, one day my kids can tell their kids, you know, your grandfather yes. was a good guy. He was a good so. man. He was a, yeah. you know, this and that and that, and he loved. He loved his he loved his, his family, he loved his wife, he loved his community, he loved his faith, you know, he loved his friends, you know. And and really at the end of the day, you know, I moved to Los Angeles. I'm glad that you asked me this question. Okay. I moved to Los Angeles with the goal and intention in mind. I even remember putting this on Facebook that my goal was to win a Grammy. Okay. And I wanted to put it out there. Then I got to Los Angeles and spent uh, three, four, five years out there. And it became real cl- clear to me. It really doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. And my focus became very different after that, because I saw what re- what was required to to win an accolade like that. Okay. And trust me, this is no knock to anyone who's won the Grammy, but I saw, and it, it, in 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 a lot of sense, there's a lot of things that I wasn't willing to pay. Okay. Uh, uh you know, because yes. Yes, you have to pay the price. You have Absolutely. to be able to, be, to do it. And there are some things that I w- wasn't willing to do. Because it Got just it. wasn't, you know, with what I, what I wanted to do and with what I wanted, how I wanted to be. Got it. Um, and so, you know, you know, Grammy may not be in my legacy, and that's okay. But I've had many other experiences right. that my kids and my wife, um, you know, that, that hold pretty you know, dear and sacred to me that will... Help my legacy, you know. Okay, I love. But if you're going out for the Grammy, hey man, God speed, man, go for it, man. Yes. Whatever your goal is, it just on my journey, I realized that that destination wasn't what wasn't what um, wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Okay. And uh, but the journey really has helped me along. So that's awesome. uh, Yeah, I'm grateful for the journey. So if we jump in your car right now, what 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 would we hear? Shoots, man. Uh, Right now, uh, Prince. Okay. Yeah, I, I've been on this. Was big not old, expecting yeah. that. <laughs> Well, I was. Been, I'm, I'm re- right now. I'm really big on this um, whole Minneapolis sound. Like interesting. What they what they created um, with Prince, The Time, but more importantly, you know, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, that whole '80s Minneapolis scene. That sound. Okay. Um, has inspired me. So what I've been doing right now is just really listening to it. And analyzing how they're able to do things, and more importantly, like sonically, trying to understand, you know, how they did things, and so that's where I've been finding myself right now, listening to. That's pretty. That's pretty interesting. What about you, though, man? What are you listening to? Um,
0: so uh, it's it's a lot of podcasts, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Podcasts is good, man. Yeah. It's crazy
1: how 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 much that exploded, huh?
0: It it is. It is. And uh, right now. Right now, some of my favorites. I I listen because of what I do for a living. I listen to a lot of Dave Ramsey. Okay. Uh, I I also listen to a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk. He kind of gets my mind right, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I'm enjoying for fun listening to Big Buddha's podcast. (laughs) We mentioned there. Uh, I love his podcast. He's a good friend of ours. And um, one podcast I'm kind of digging right now, and it kind of leads into music, is is Oprah Winfrey's podcast. No kidding. She got it. She doesn't do the interview with the guest. Yeah. But it's her podcast. She kind of does like an intro and outro, and then the producers interview the guest. Yeah. Um, but they all know Oprah. Yeah. And last week was Smokey Robinson.
1: Okay.
0: And I love Smokey. And he was given telling his story, and I, I don't know if you've heard his story.
1: Amazing. Man. It's a it's an amazing, amazing story. story, dude.
0: And about what his mom and dad went through and everything, and and what he went through, like he just. Yeah, you know, uh, um, and then I didn't realize that in his neighborhood,
1: yeah,
0: he he lived two houses down from Diana Ross, yeah, Aretha Franklin, yeah. the yeah. Temptations, yeah, and I was like, what? Like, so when you were just talking about Minneapolis, that Minneapolis scene, I'm thinking
1: like, man, Detroit. Smokey Robinson, yeah. Detroit area was yeah
0: crazy too. I didn't yeah. even realize
1: that. Well, that's why it's called Hitsville. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, it really was a community in Detroit. And uh you know I I've been I've been in Detroit and I've seen um I haven't gone down to the Motown Museum but I know the history that comes from there and not just not just Motown but even now that's relevant to now I mean with the whole you know 8 Mile and success yes. of Eminem and the whole Detroit underground scene um, it's a big music spot man freestyle okay. rapping and battle rap right now uh uh-huh. what it is now comes from that oh, comes yeah. from that underground Detroit scene, and so I think people really need to you know check that out if they're okay. hip hop heads and they really need to you know take a look at that. So
0: that's a good that's a good point. Yeah. But you know, if I am listening to music though, because yeah. uh, I, I do like maybe on the weekends I'll, I'll put some music on. I really like what I like. My genres are are fifties rock, uh-huh. rock and roll. I love fifties rock and roll. I love eighties. Rock and roll too. Gotcha. Uh, '90s hip hop and R uh-huh. and B, uh, and I'm really loving uh, like reggae is my favorite. Reggae yeah. is just my favorite. I, I love putting on my my channel. And I just it's kind of like that. It's actually kind of like that that SoCal type of reggae infusion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Revolution yeah. and things like that. And yeah. and uh, so I'm really am kind of digging that. I'm really into that right now too. Yeah,
1: it's funny because to see the whole surf reggae. California reggae scene explode, man, is, uh, it has been awesome. I've You know, fortunately, there have been some Polynesian groups that are involved with that whole oh, yeah. California uprising. Oh, so you know Like I mean? One Dropout in San yeah. Diego. Yeah, love one drop's love a those guys. Common Kings. Um, Common uh, Kings. i worked with them and Travel Thing. You really, dude, with them, oh, yeah. Did you really? Oh, did you? Love all, all those Bug, guys. all those guys. So, so they've DJ all, Bug, there, yeah, you know, the, the whole, that whole vibe, you know, um, it's awesome. And, and, you know, the cool thing about it is, is, um, working with the Jamaican community. Okay. And working with Jamaican artists. All right. You know, I, I, wa- I walked into my first session with, with J- Jamaican a little bit nervous because I didn't know if they're like, you know, who's this guy coming in trying, yeah. you know, trying to help us or work with us on with our own music, you know, right. type situation. And I wasn't there to help them. I was there really to learn and really to understand the process. Because sonically, if you, if you think about music, Jamaica, this small little island in the middle yes. of nowhere, has really took a hold. If you yes. listen to hip hop, pop music, the influence of reggae and dance hall music oh, yeah. and all of it's just crazy. Their man. drums, you hear that a lot. It's crazy, yep. man. It's crazy. And so the Jamaicans have been doing it right for the for the for the longest time. Yes. And they've been keeping true to what they do. Um I, I know talking with, you know, some Jamaican artists and members of the Jamaican community, they get a little hesitant, right? When people come to Jamaica or, you know, are okay. seeking the help of Jamaican producers, Okay, you know, um, because, you know, they get they're a little hesitant because, you know, obviously they try their best to keep Jamaica, Jamaican, you know what I mean? Yes. And so, um, but with that being said also, the Polynesian community and the Jamaican community, that gap has been bridged with 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 the artists that are out today. Okay. Because we come, okay, for example, you know, obviously one of the, one of the greatest Polynesian artists ever, Fiji, right? Yes. He's done, this, he's done a great job. J-Bug has done a great yes. job. Even Common Kings have done a great yes. job. And just the list goes on and on with artists now today who've been able to work, collaborate with the Jamaican artists and make this unique, yes. uh, unified, uh, you know, um, sound that promotes reggae music. You know and so a lot of time people um like i said we, we, as of these artists we're very careful not to take credit for okay reggae music we're very careful on um you know not overstepping our boundaries uh but to help promote and push uh reggae music and that for that most jamaican artists and you know producers i've worked with are very grateful for that so
0: i'm glad you mentioned that because that was gonna be one of my questions because i know going back to the 90s i remember a lot of my polynesian friends jamming bob marley yeah. and jamaican reggae and even sometimes african reggae yeah. Yeah. and um and then i've noticed in the last decade the polynesian culture has definitely took taken reggae and made it their own yes and their own yeah. style cuz i can easily tell the difference between jamaican and african reggae yeah it's yeah. some people can't yeah. i'm sure you could Yeah. you can easily distinguish yeah. and now Polynesia has their own t- style yeah. reggae, yeah. which I love. Yeah. And uh, I love that they made their own. And I'm glad you actually mentioned that because you're just saying the Polynesian artists give respect and homage to, Absolutely. to the Jamaican forefathers of, of reggae. Absolutely, man. You know, the reality That's is awesome.
1: Jamaica gave us this foundation of reggae music, right? Yes. And the Africans have done the same thing, right? Uh, Lucky Dubé and, you know, The Slaves. Right. They, they've taken that, right, and they and they put their elements of... Uh, African music on top of it. And the same thing, we've taken this base of reggae music that the great reggae musicians of Jamaica have given to us and we've added ours and the the different elements that we bring to the table, obviously the instrumentation of the uke, really different, very different. Um, And then on top of that, the way our vocal arrangements are, our harmonies, very different and the way we approach our vocals, very different. Um, And so I think, um, like I said before, I think reggae music in our community uh, is definitely a staple, man. It is definitely something that has um, has been good for our community. And we know where it comes from. And we know who created it. And we're grateful that they've given us an opportunity to put a little bit of us in it, a little bit of our element. Uh, and still be able to push reggae music to the world. So
0: yeah, I, love you know, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. My daughter's onto it now. Is she? she She wants Jay Books to come <laughs> in a concert soon. She's like, Yeah, can we go, can we go, dad? I'm like, well,
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. Pl-
0: we'll plan it out. Are you going to be going to it?
1: Books a great guy. And you know, normally when he does come into town, I, I usually show up to the show. Um, I've been friends with his family for. Uh, for a long time now, his brother is one of my good friends. Oh, nice! Uh, for a long time, and he lives here in Utah. And so when he's in town, uh, a lot of times I'll go to show. Yeah. Uh, and the cool thing is, is like a lot of times that when he comes to the show, it's Polynesian promoters who are bringing him, right? Um, who's working with him, and so it's been awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, and so when any Polynesian artist comes to to Salt Lake, mm-hmm. whether it's Sammy J or Catch a Fire yeah. or um you know Finn, whoever it may be, guys. yeah. Uh, when they come through town, you know, it, we try our best as a Polynesian community to go out and support and show love and. Um, nice. But it, it is a trip, man. The last book show I went to, um, man, went out and. Usually, it's when I see a book show. It's like the Pawnee community with yeah. other other cultures sprinkled in there. Yes. And last time, the last show that we had that, uh, that I went to, it was like. It was like the majority of all these other cultures with Polynesian sprinkled in between. <laughs> like yeah. Just to show you how yes. much that music is growing it really and how has. far it's going, man. Yes. It's, been, it's been crazy, man. I know, yeah. and I
0: love that it's doing that too. Yeah. You know? it's, it's, it's just, it's calm music. I, I actually, um, I've got some back problems right now, so I'm just drinking some kava to kind of yeah, yeah. relax me. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, it's such soothing culture. Yeah. You guys, it's like, it's such soothing culture. The music and, and uh, and everything about it, I enjoy it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the crazy thing is, you know, I we went to Japan uh, uh, about a month ago, and the way they do reggae music is crazy, man. The influence. Okay, this is Jamaican, new to me. All right, yeah, the the influence of of reggae music in 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 Japan. Now Japan and Jamaica have had this relationship for many years. I didn't some know of the that. greatest DJs to ever come out, some of the greatest sound systems to ever come out have come from Japan. Okay. And but the 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 combination of that culture of ah. Japan, and Jamaica uh, and reggae music in Japan to hear their touch and their flavor of reggae music is is awesome. The same thing, yeah. Same thing in in Eastern Europe, G- Germany specifically. Yeah. Germany, Germany's a big forefront right now for reggae music in in Europe. Um, Italy is now too as well. But to hear, it's funny. I can hear immediately if a production comes from Germany, if a okay. production comes from Japan, if something's from the states, something's from uh, even the way they do reggae music in the UK. Um, you know, they're so they're so, they're so. De- the foundation of reggae music is there but the elements are a little bit different that's uh, interesting yeah man i'll have to cool. check all that out it's really cool man it's really cool man I'll and, and, and there's no bigger better place to to kind of see how the culture has has meshed with other cultures is is uh if you have a chance to go check out sound clashes and they're all over youtube but if you check the world sound clash, um you'll see these djs from everywhere from africa from you know like I said, Germany, Japan, the UK, the okay. Netherlands, you know, Italy, um, you'll just see all these different sound systems from all over the world. Interesting. So, yeah. I'll to check that yeah, out now. cool, man. That kind of interests me. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that kind of blows my mind a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. It, it is kind of mind blowing because like I said, this little island in the middle of, you know, in the middle of the Caribbean, man, has had this, and it's not just music, man, it's fashion, man. Right. Um, yeah. and so. I think one of the biggest things there's a couple of barbers here that I go to um that are Jamaican, and when I go and get my hair cut, all we talk about is Jamaican history and Jamaican okay. you know culture and um and and they're like man are you, are you sure you're not Jamaican are you sure you, you know, you're not, and uh and I just say, you know that's just how much love and respect I have for reggae music you know yeah. I, I I'm just not this person who's gonna come and borrow you guys foundation and try right. You know I really wanted to get myself uh and there's there's a lot of us man. There's a lot of guys in the Pawnee community who understand the Jamaican you know the upbringing of reggae music, how it's created and how it's been you know fortified how it how it's been sustainable you know throughout the years and and the hands that have been able to do that and so right it's and been pretty really cool
0: talking about the hands that helped build that. It's crazy to think that nearly one man or one family took a big load on their back, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. brought it to the world.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, man. You know, it's crazy, you know, um, just, you know, the funny thing is, is uh, Bob Marley, right? Now, uh-huh. that, that's probably the, the first name synonymous with any with yes. the reggae right? is Bob Marley or the Marley family. But he wasn't the first reggae artist. Right. This, you know, when Jimmy Cliff came out, he was just he just took the world by storm. Yes. Because he came out with music and then he came out with the And they movies. grew up right yeah. to each other too. Yeah, 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 you know, that whole Kingston region, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's awesome what they've been able to create and, um, you know, what, and I'm also, I've also feel very proud to see what the Polynesian community has been able to do with it and been able to um, add their influence yeah. and be able to, and there's a lot of great, like I said, J-Boog, um, I mean, you go to Jamaica and you'll hear J-Boog tunes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's and that's crazy because, like I said, Jamaica likes to keep Jamaica Jamaican, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, but to hear Polynesians um, and playing, and, and, and I follow a lot of Jamaican artists and they're shouting out Sammy J and, you that's know, awesome. Morgan Heritage is you know, you know, bigging up you know, big up to Fiji and all it's, it's crazy, man! It's crazy the love with, within the community, man.
0: So, See, that's awesome, man.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So, if if, there, if there's a music fan out
0: there, tell them where they can go find your music. And then, if there's someone that's a, that's an artist that wants to connect with you, how can they reach out
1: to you? So you can always check out my music. Um, you can look at uh, my secular catalog, which is under the Mighty Agnot. Um, And that's on Spotify, iTunes, um, Apple Music, uh, all the major outlets. Uh, If you're looking for any of my faith-based music, um, that'll be under Nella Otuafi. And a lot of my LDS faith-based music is underneath that. And so, um, but yeah, that's where you'll be able to find me. If any artists uh, looking to collaborate and work, you can always hit me up. just email me at themightyagnot at, at com. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah. that's And that's usually a good way to, to really link up with people, man. Really. Perfect. People, so. Perfect. And
0: then any last messages you want to tell people listening about anything on your mind?
1: Hey, man. Whatever you want to do for 2019, man, um, go after it. Really. Um, I can't remember who exactly said it and how exactly it was said. But, um, you know, whether you believe you can or you can't, they're both correct. Yes. You know, and so... Um, if you believe that you can do something this year, you can. If you believe that you can't do something, you're right. You can't do it. Uh, but either or, they're both correct. And so uh, I just want to thank my man, DVO, man. It's, no, been, years. You, man. it's, it's been, been, been years. years I've, been, yeah. I've known this dude for years. It's been a while. I've known him for a long, long time, man. And, uh, it, I, you know, he used to come out to our shows. Yes, uh, every
0: show. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it, man. Really. Whether it
1: was The Hookah or whether it was up in Park City yep. at, uh, when it was Harry O's, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so... Uh, even very the grateful. ghettos of North yeah, Salt Lake. Yeah, man. Ghettos <laughs> of North Salt Lake. <laughs> trek out there. Long time, man. So I'm very, I'm very grateful for, uh, thank you, Dio. Appreciate it. No, you, no. I appreciate you, show, man. man. But uh, one love, man. Much love, man. Godspeed. And uh, and uh, yeah, go get it this year.
0: I love that, man. Keep putting that fire out there. I Love you, brother. Likewise. Thanks, you guys. Man. Catch Likewise. you next time.
1: Likewise. <laughs>
0: Test, test, test. Test,
2: test, test. Right, that's
0: good. We might have to stay off the table because it's like yeah. rocking like crazy. All right. And there it goes. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the DVO Show. I am your host, Derek Van Aute with my good friend, Kimball Bleep Bleep Davis. How's it going, buddy? I haven't been called that in a long time. It's been a long time, right? we we'll stick
2: with Bleep Bleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping it clean for the show here. Yes. And that's how far back we go. Yeah. So. uh, Man, Kimble, thanks for coming on, man. It's been, it's been too long, man.
2: Happy to be here. Too long, Appreciate too it.
0: long. So uh, I want to talk real quick uh, about what you've been doing, what you're working on, but real quick about yourself. You're a professional salesperson.
2: Uh, I am. If you've, you've been called, doing yeah. sales
0: for a long time.
2: Since before I can remember, so that would be 20 plus years.
0: Yeah, I mean, before I think before we met yeah. I remember where you were working So so it's been a long time And we go way back So people that are watching Haven't watched for a while Shout out to to everybody In fact, on my other podcast Buco Boys, my brother We just did a little talk <laughs> about uh, ESPN Yeah And UFC just moved over there Right And you're a big MMA fan and UFC yes. fan
2: So did you watch it over the weekend? I did not watch it over okay. the weekend But I heard Kane Well, I watched the highlights on ESPN Did you? Oh, yeah So I watched Kane Velasquez get knocked out Knocked slash out tripped. Yeah, versus something. buckled knee yeah, or buckled yeah. knee, whatever you want to call it. Yeah,
0: Francis is mean, man. <laughs> he
2: is tough, way tough.
0: Francis and looks uh, scary. Unless
2: he fights the other guy that he did not want to punch, mm. um,
0: Derek Lewis yeah, or balls
2: are hot guy. balls, balls are hot. Are hot. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that guy, Derek Lewis. Yeah.
0: So be, yeah, that yeah, that was a that was a terrible fight. Actually, terrible fight. That was a terrible, terrible fight. fight. Uh, but he's he looks like he's on a tear again.
2: Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be looks good. Like he's coming back.
0: But we were, but we were talking about because it was on ESPN. Yeah. I turned it on. It's like five minutes before the show starts, and I don't know if you knew this, but what was on ESPN was esports. Do you know what esports is? No.
2: Well, video game sports, right?
0: Yeah. 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 What, what do you think of when you hear esports?
2: Oh, I think of my kid playing in front of his video game. Playing what Fortnite. does he play? Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, Fortnite. <laughs> He plays Madden. Madden in, in 2K. Because that's
0: what we used to play, right? We, yeah, we used yeah. to play Madden oh. and stuff like that. And that was eSports. You and now, I used to play a
2: lot of Madden.
0: Yes. <laughs> a lot. i come over
2: just to play Madden. Until like 4
0: in the morning. Till 4 in the morning. Yeah. yeah. And that was our eSports. Now yeah. eSports is like anything. Yes. Like Fortnite, all that stuff is now eSports. People are monetizing it. It's right. pretty crazy. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. Now they
2: have like colleges. Do they? Yeah. Kids can go to oh, college man. to play sports. Um, eSports. Yeah, eSports. That's funny. Yeah, because like ever, have teams and train and cheerleaders, everything. Because
0: like growing up, like if you just played video games a lot, you were like a loser. We
2: yeah. We did. Yeah. You're like
0: everyone's like, oh, you're not going to do anything yeah. with your life. You're going to eat Cheetos and just yeah. play video games. Our, our
2: Madden obsession was hidden in the night till four a.m. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And and <laughs> uh, now it's like a big thing. Big thing. But it was on it was on ESPN esports, and it's like anything's esports. Yeah. That's a video game. I thought that's crazy to me.
2: Yeah. Everything's on ESPN now. Yeah, it's
0: crazy. And and funny things are on ESPN. I was just watching. I was on the treadmill. We're, we're here by a gym. Yeah. I was watching Cornhole. Oh,
2: on yeah, ESPN. Professional Cornhole. Yes. Yeah, where the dude sits there and drinks his beer and then walks to the other side. Yeah, and yeah. then
0: throws the, the yeah. sack to the...
2: Yeah. And they got their professional throws down, then they can spin it. Exactly. Yeah. It's actually pretty awesome. I,
0: I was watching. <laughs> I was I was, in, I was interested. Well, really I watch darts sometimes. It's pretty funny. Yeah. That? But it's funny because my brother mentioned they look like... The, the, the bowlers It's like they don't The professional really, bowlers yeah. Right It's like It's the same guys. Yeah, same guys It's the same guys They
2: could transition Just from cornhole To darts to Exactly yeah. Exactly That's funny That's awesome
0: <laughs> So yeah I was watching that So yeah uh, ESPN It was uh, They had the uh, sports on So yeah we, I Remember We used to play that And I'm like Man it's, it's evolved Totally evolved It's crazy We're so
2: old I think it was Madden 98
1: Probably. Yeah, it could
0: have been.
2: <laughs> been a while. Yeah. Now it's got it like, like it 20 a, versions and things. It was like
0: PlayStation 2.
2: Yeah. It was, it was, it was PlayStation, PlayStation
0: 2. Yeah. That's what we were playing on. Yeah. That's a long and time And Rock ago. Band. Yeah.
2: And Rock Band. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> I, was, I was talking about that. I gave a shout out because I was saying, you, Joe, Steve, Brandon, we all yeah. got together and played. I didn't play though. You guys were playing Halo and I would just drink and watch. And, well,
2: you did drink a lot and watch. Yeah. I, I didn't do good, but Steve and Joe were awesome at Halo. They were so eventually when i did drink and i turned to the side i got better at halo but nah. <laughs> no i'm not good now I'm not, I'm not not good at any of those you things. know
0: what we could, you could come on again yeah and we get have, we have some crazy stories okay like we got crazy stories we'll have a
2: rematch of madden oh you would kill me bro. yeah well, you, no, i'm terrible i think it would be it'd probably be a really bad. it might be as bad as the Derek lewis fight so. yeah
0: it, it was bad you know what and everyone kind of pressured me because i had a playstation 2 playstation yep. 3 came out and we were playing Rock Band, like, dude, DVO, you got to get a PlayStation 3, man. Mm-hmm. You're behind. I'm like, fine, I'll get it. Yep. And then we kind of stopped, and now I just had this expensive-ass Blu-ray player. You spent
2: all that, yeah, you did have, yeah, I remember we talked you into that. Yeah. And then we just stopped playing videos. We stopped playing. I'm like, yeah. I got
0: this, I got the most expensive Blu-ray player in the history now. That means sitting. at one
2: point in your life, you were ahead of the game. Yeah. And know, we're just behind. Oh, so behind. Always yeah. chasing. So what's your boy doing now? Because he, he's 16. My son is 16. Is he driving? Yeah, well, you does the best he can. Okay. Yeah. All right. If you're out on the road, watch out for him. Um, (laughs) He's one of those very careful drivers. So if you're pulling out, he like comes to a complete stop and lets you go when it's his right of way. So (laughs) he's not an aggressive one, which is good for my insurance. So yeah, true. Can't complain about that. But yeah, he's almost done with, uh, he's got three more hours of night driving and then he'll be fully done.
0: Yeah, I don't even know how the system works. My daughter's 15, I'm, I'm trying to learn it right now. Push the system back. It's crazy. Yeah.
2: Take your time on it. All right. I think at That's 15 and a half, they get the driver's permit with grandma, you, your wife, whoever else. But after that, she's on her own.
0: Cra- it's crazy.
2: Yeah. That's
0: crazy. I gonna... think we got 15, 16-year-olds uh, too, man.
2: Why, why you got to go there? I know.
0: You look good, though, yeah. man. You look good. Thank you. So you. It's <laughs> good to be
2: on. Glad you have me. We've awesome. talked about it for a while.
0: So, uh, you represent Pure Water Solutions.
2: I do. We are the number one water distributor in Utah and actually in the country. Wow, nice. Yeah. So,
0: so, you guys are all over. I've been to a couple places, and I see your logo. I see your machines. You can actually you can pinpoint the machines. They're you very recognizable.
2: A, there is a very significant uh, flag that is red yes. on every one of our machines. Um, our owner, Ryan Bowen, there's my shout-out to the owner, uh, is... Huge about branding, and we okay. everybody knows our flag. It's a yes. huge symbol, and yes, it is red and bright, and you can't miss it.
0: Yes, yes, and so you got your machines all over the place. Yeah. Um, I mean, but let's talk about real quick about like hydration. Okay. So, like, how important it is for people to hydrate?
2: Well, uh, I guess when over seventy percent of your body is made up of water. Yes. Uh, probably pretty huge that you stay hydrated, and this is really crucial, not just for people who go to the gym. Uh, that's where most people think, oh, I need to stay hydrated if you're trying yeah. to get in shape. But really, hydration is, prevents headaches, just overall sickness. I mean, if you go to the doctor and they tell you you're not feeling good, every doctor tells you to drink more water. Yes, yeah, stay hydrated. Yeah. And this is the thing is most people don't know water is not just water. And that's how I used to be three, four years ago. Well, water's water before I started selling water machines. Okay. So water's not water. What did you find out? I found out a couple things that you must have minerals – in your water. Okay. Um, the big thing 10 years ago was reverse osmosis, I remember, uh, yeah. taking all the impurities out, which our machine does. We take all the fluoride, heavy okay. metals. That's a crucial thing because nobody wants fluoride, bad, good. Nobody really knows. Everybody's got their different opinions about it. So one way or the other, we take it out, but the most important thing is to put those minerals back in, which our machines do. We're talking about magnesium, potassium, okay. calcium, all the minerals your body needs. And what people don't realize is that reverse osmosis was awesome 10 years ago, but actually the military found out when guys were over in war, they were getting dehydrated when they did reverse oh, osmosis water with the UV water and they were killing all the bacteria out of okay. it. The problem was is the guys were still getting dehydrated in the military, so they learned to put electrolytes and minerals back in.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
2: So that's what our machine does now.
0: So it adds those electrolytes and, and other type of minerals in there.
2: It does. So our actual machine enclosed will bring up the water to a pH balance okay. and alkaline it. So it's more identical to the human body. You keep more of the water. Oh, okay. Um, and then we do put your minerals back into that water so that you keep more of it. Because if you don't actually have it in your water, your bones, your body will take it from your bones. Oh, interesting. And that will make you weak, tired, and makes your immune system, and that's why you get sick. That's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. So I, I know because I'll wake up sometimes with a headache, mm-hmm. first thing I do is just get a big glass of water. Big glass of water. And I just chug the whole thing down and like within minutes I'm like, I'm good.
2: Yeah, within minutes. I mean, it, whether you drink alcohol or don't drink alcohol, if everybody's always told you when you don't feel good, drink water. Yeah? Yeah,
0: yeah that's true. So um, how how long have you been with them and uh, like what is it that brought you to them and their machines? and. Besides kind of things you already mentioned.
2: Well, um, ultimately it's because our owner of our company is all about customer service. Um so when he came to me, gosh, four years ago. Okay. Um, I said the same thing the average person says. Well, water is just water. Right. And he sat me down and talked to me about the differences and I am kind of a, a gym guy. Okay. I wouldn't I'm in the best shape of ever, because I'm old. <laughs> as we yeah, know, we just yeah, talked about You got a 16-year-old, yeah. I got a 16-year-old, so I'm old. Um, we sat down and talked about the differences of what the water does, and then I said, okay, I, I'm convinced on that, but his big thing was going out and making sure that our service team makes people happy, getting out, treating people better than they've been treated by other previous water companies, and that right there oh, nice. was uh, a comfort as a sales guy, like you said, that's been doing it for 20-plus years to be able to go out and comfortably tell people, "Hey, we're going to take not only if you try our water, you like it, we're going to take care of you." And that's a comforting thing as a sales guy to be able to put your head down at night. Got it.
0: So how often should people drink? Like you hear eight cups a day.
2: I would tell you to overhydrate as much as you can. It's very okay. difficult to be overhydrated. Okay, uh, good point. I, I'm sure if you look, I, I'm sure there's military documents of guys who have overhydrated because of the amount of water they consume. But those numbers are really, really rare. If you sat down with most professional scientists, doctors, they're going to tell you you can drink as much water. All it's going to do is just okay. make you pee more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true, which is not bad either. No, you know what
2: I mean? no, no, and our machine will. Our water will actually make you pee more, but that's because we keep you hydrated longer.
0: Yeah, it's true. I worked at an office that had one of the machines in there. Okay. And, um, yeah, like I said, very distinguishable. You can tell totally these so. machines and. I've been in a lot of different offices, and you could, you could tell the machine. And maybe I'll, I'll pull it up. But pull what, what up. are some of the things that, that uh, your machines do that's kind of different from everybody else?
2: Well, as, as we talked about uh, Pure Water Solutions themselves, we are a licensed, bonded, and insured water company, one of only three in, in Utah. So we do everything above board, licensed, uh, this way, a uh, business can be confident that when they put in a machine to our bi- their business, that it's protected, that they don't have to worry about specific issues. But inside the machine, okay. it will take the water, and we talked about take the fluoride, the heavy metal out, the arsenic, the acidic uh, items in it. We make medical-grade purified water. As you can see right there, that's the pebble ice machine, which pebble ice is like the most amazing thing it for is. pregnant women. Why, uh, why is that, though? Well, I, from what I've gathered, and I don't have I have no scientific proof, but I, I know women love to chew on it. Okay. And I think when their hormones are going, <laughs> okay. they got that baby inside of them, and I'm only telling this because somebody's having a baby, yeah. <laughs> uh, and when the wife gets a little man, maybe throw some pebble ice away. Oh, let, yeah. let her chew down, argh, grind it up. So that's a huge thing, but okay. <laughs> inside the machine, it will take everything out, all the gross stuff, and that's kind of where the bottled water companies, Mount Olympus... The jug, companies, that's kind of where they stop. Uh, That water is considered medical grade purified water. But as we talked about, it's not enough. We have to go in and actually bring it up to a pH balance and alkaline it, so it's identical to the human body, put the minerals back in. But our machine even goes farther on our spigots where people put the cups and since you've used them, they have colloidal silver on them. And that's huge because if you're in an office space with 40 or 50 people, you got one sick person, especially in Utah with these winters, one person comes in and puts their water bottle up on that plastic spout, everybody's right. going to get it. So we use colloidal silver on I didn't on even our notice
1: sp-
0: that, but yeah. I, I did see it, but I didn't really notice it or think much about it. People just think it's a silver
2: pink. Yeah. But it is actually colloidal silver, and we run that same silver through the entire inside of the machine. Interesting. This is why if you go to any of the hospitals, IHC or Intermountain Medical, and they give you a cup of pebble ice, that's uh-huh. our company, so we work with all the major hospitals. Nice, but we run that colloidal silver through the inside of the machine to starve off all bacteria. Um, our machines are a little taller, but as you talked about, you had a business for business owners. That's the cool thing. Our machine actually has a leak detection cube in the bottom of them, so if it ever drops water, it shuts it off. You don't oh. have to worry about leaks or floods or anything like that. That's that's important, hugely. So <laughs> kind of important, especially if you're on the second floor.
0: Yeah. And, and, it, and that's important, too, that you mentioned that hospitals have it. Hospitals have it. Yes. They have to be very sanitary, and they are very sanitary, so there's probably a reason why they went with your machine there. Absolutely. Now, you also mentioned the whole, the, the jugs. You mentioned other companies. Mm-hmm. They have the jugs. It's... it's uh, I don't know how you just mentioned it. They're but.
2: 48 pounds to carry one of those jugs. Yeah. We're, we, we used to be gym guys. I don't want to lift a 48-pound jug and, and do the twisty, yeah. curvy dance. Some of them have the bottom loaders, but those are even worse because you're plugging in the plastic nozzle that carries a ton of bacteria oh, yeah. inside of it. Wherever water and plastic is, usually the little bugs and microorganisms, little gross things grow. Not very, yes. not clean.
0: So you guys just tap into their water
2: system? We do. We tap right into a water source. Okay. That's one of the importance why we're licensed, bonded, and insured, because nothing's permanent. So if oh, you're yeah, in an office point. space, you're going to leave. It's going to look the exact same Rearrange, way. Rearrange, construction. In, yep. Everything's yeah. gonna look perfect when you leave. At most, it looks like a faceplate.
0: Oh, okay, Yeah, I gotcha. So it's awesome. That is pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. All yeah. right. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I'm a big believer in hydration, staying hydrated, I think it's important. Like you mentioned, what percent of our body is water? It's over 70%. 70% of yeah. our body is water. Bodies That's and crazy. organs,
2: everything's a little bit different. Some are like 80% of water, but yeah. the majority is over 70% of the body.
0: Plus you have flush out your system, keep your system flushed. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of good benefits. Uh, to water. Huge benefits.
2: Are are there any other benefits that that maybe a lot of people maybe not not know about? Sure. Um, We do do residential. Uh, We have little countertops that people put in their home. Um, They look sleek. Yeah, they are sleek. We actually work with a Robin Mare. She's a huge fitness woman in the state. She's a big promoter of our systems. But when we do one in a home, on a countertop, we will even run a line from our machine to your home fridge and it will actually oh, make okay. your home ice purified ice. Oh, no way. Yeah, really cool. That's pretty awesome. Takes the kind of cloudy look out of it a lot of the time and yeah. make it clear and give you good looking ice.
0: <laughs> That's good because sometimes those uh, those filters, Ugh. I mean, they're not really adding anything, right? They're just no. simply trying to purify some of the impurities
2: in fact, In fact, yeah, they actually don't take anything out. So what they're called is a carbon sediment filter. It's yes, a yeah. great question most people do think it's filtering their water, and it doesn't. It only takes out chlorine, it will take uh-huh. out taste and odor. But our city, okay. any city, really puts a certain amount of chlorine in the water to kill bacteria. So if you're taking right. that chlorine out, you have to realize that bacteria is gonna grow, and that's where you get that white, crusty film on your fridge spout. It comes it, from our toilets, people. because it, yeah, <laughs> of the gross, the gross calcium. So if you do take that water out, and most of the time you wait, and the filter says get changed, you got to run down, and you realize you're buying an eight ten dollar filter at Walmart. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if you want to leave your hydration and sanitization up to an eight dollar filter. That's a
0: good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Speaking of that, have you heard about this this report about this uh, guy in Sandy?
2: What, what guy?
0: He tainted the city of Sandy's water.
2: I would, uh, What for? Did he have a purpose? I,
0: I didn't read the whole story. I just saw it last night. I just saw the headline.
2: Now you got me an article to read. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah that's, what, you, that's a good. That's a good selling point right there. Um, read that article. Yeah. But uh, he's like in hot water. I don't know what he did or what he was up to, but he kind of he tainted the water of Sandy, Sandy City here in Utah
2: Sandy City yeah I'm pretty sure they're going to be coming after him for that one how'd they f- yes f- how they find him
0: I'm not sure I gotta read the whole article yeah, we but, gotta. but as we were just kind of talking I'm like oh it just hit me I'm like I just saw this article I didn't read the whole story I just kind of was reading the, the first paragraph I was like alright interesting that's I awesome. didn't get. I didn't get back to it though. I should have. Now I think about I'm it. I'm Glad you
2: remembered it. Yeah, left us just right here in the spot we both. It's a perfect opposite yeah, position. Per- but, perfect. But it's
0: a good. It's a good thing for you to check out yep. and and, and uh, use that because, yeah, like you said, they put a little bit of something in it. And every city. Does it? And I don't know what this guy did, but
2: well, this is a good thing is that we actually work with a majority of the school districts. We work oh, with nice. Granite, Jordan, Canyons. Uh, I would tell you we work with probably over 60 to 70% of the school districts. So your teachers are getting awesome clean water in their faculty rooms. That's we good. work with a ton of the city buildings. We work with a lot of the police departments. Uh, Contwood Heights, and I can name others, but they love our ice and water. So we're taking care of the people who take care of everybody else.
0: Hey, the pebble ice alone is awesome.
2: Pebble ice is awesome. Everyone loves that stuff. Pe- yeah, and everybody loves to go to Sonic
0: yeah, or Maverick can get uh-huh. Pebble
2: Ice. And, and uh, now people know they it. can get it right at their office through us.
0: Or right at their home.
2: Yeah, or at their home.
0: Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's awesome. What, are, are they pretty reasonably priced compared to what's sure. out there?
2: Absolutely. So we are very competitive. Um, if you want to uh, – should I get my contact information here? Yeah, put it cool. out there so they can get home. Yeah, and you. Kimball Davis, my phone number is area code 801-557-1795. Or you can reach me at Kimball at com. A lot of times we will come into your office we do a free trial program where oh, we will nice. actually let the business try the machine for free touch taste and experience the water and the function of the machine before they ever make a change and then if they do switch from jugs or from superior or any current kind of water company they have we will actually take care of all the cancellation process so they can still oh, focus nice. on mortgages or title or insurance or we are at all of the Jiffy Lubes primarily were at oh, Enterprise nice. Rent-A-Car. We're at the hospitals, the U of U, Utah Jazz. We do Ricky Rubio's home. That's So cool. Ricky Rubio, if he's shooting good, then we, we do his house. All right, yeah. all right,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> He's putting up a triple-double. Right, when I he's, yeah, when he's,
2: when he's <laughs> playing well. He did not get hurt at home. He b- got hurt on the road. He yeah. Must, he probably wasn't very hydrated.
0: So does they have like one of the counter ones at home then? Yeah, the he house? has a
2: standalone. Yeah, of our hot does cold. Does he? Yep, hot cold. Wow. yeah. What do you mean the hot-cold? The hot-cold machine. I'm going to pull up here. This one right there. The hot-cold machine. Yeah. So we have ones that do hot and cold only, and then we have machines that do hot-cold room temperature for some people who just like room. And that does bar ice, like the donut ice, and then we have the pebble ice machines that do room temperature. So we have three different options. We've got them from – we even have used machines, old ones, anything to fit any office or home. Yeah, because
0: where where uh, last one of the last places I was working at, it was you could just get hot water just flip of a switch or was it flip uh, flip of a switch? Yeah, I got two.
2: So that's the awesome thing you bring up is that the actual hot machine, you do have to press two buttons. You have to press against a pad and a button, and this is actually a safety feature. Oh. So that if you're like at a dentist's office or yeah. somewhere where little kids can run right. around, they're not just dinging that hot button and yeah, getting, getting burned. getting scalded and Then, right you, get, yeah, then you got a lawsuit. So... <laughs> Good point. We That's a safety protection. But yes, and our hot, as you know, is really hot. Yes. And our cold is really cold. Yes. So...
0: Well, I would fill up my bottle and I wouldn't I would even put ice in half the time. Yeah. Because it, it was pretty cold.
2: It's, yeah. That's the cool thing about our machines is inside, if all of it's enclosed, uh-huh. So you don't have to do anything or touch it. We actually put you on a maintenance schedule where we come out, check the machine every 12 yep. to 18 months. But our cold tank actually builds up a ring of ice on the inside to maintain being cold. So that's why when oh. you get it out, it's already really cold. Yeah,
0: because it, it would be. You, just, you wouldn't even use ice half the time. Yeah. Plus, it was awkward because it was like a, in a closed <laughs> office. And all of a sudden, you hear a dump of ice come <laughs> yep. down. Everyone looks over. It was a like, everyone's on the the guy phone. guy getting the ice? Yeah. yeah. I'm like... It was awkward. I'm glad I'm out of there. But
2: exactly. <laughs> it was awkward. Well now we're here. And now we're here.
0: Do the DVO awesome. show.
2: The DVO show. Yes. I've been priming to get on the show for weeks now. I know, man. I'm like, do like it. DVO, put me on your show. Put me I on know. your show. I know. I'm excited we finally got yeah. to do it. Now Plus we're gonna we get to catch some up. swag too, boss.
0: Yeah. So send it over here, Brian. <laughs> right, yeah. Ryan, Ryan. Brian, sorry, yeah, right, Ryan, sorry, right, Ryan. Yeah, send it send it on over here. That's awesome, man. Um wh- so they're tapping into their system because a mm-hmm. lot of companies they want to say, oh, you know, we got it from the mountains, and and I don't know if that's even true half the time. But
2: uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And that's something really rare. A salesman is going to tell you is that we right. uh, don't know the answer. Um, some places do say they're getting it from all natural spring water, but do they really drive their trucks? Yeah, up and, it uh, you up wonder. I, I don't know. Maybe I. I Highly doubt, see, but I can't say. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to say one way or the other. But um, spring water can be really hard on your body because if you, at that point, same thing with the carbon filters in your fridge. Uh-huh. If you don't filter the water, your body will filter it, and okay, your body ends up becoming that filter, getting all the toxins, the bad stuff out. Your liver does, and again, that makes your immune system weak and make you sick and tired. Yeah. So that's why water isn't just water. Like you that's definitely true. want clean. So we call our water purified alkaline mineral water. What is the word alkaline? Uh, gosh, from the scientific standpoint, that's an awesome question.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> from our
2: standpoint, it, it basically, th- there's two levels. There's acidic okay. and alkalinity, and you don't, some oh. people believe in a high alkalinity because alkaline water's been, uh, I wouldn't, I can't say if there's medical proving that it kills or prevents cancer, uh-huh. but a lot of people believe it does. You don't want acidic water, because you don't want too many acids in your water. So that's what they call a pH balance uh, between the acidic and the alkalinity. And typically oh, when we okay. test our machines or all water, we, we like to end up right around an eight on a pH scale.
0: Okay. Yeah. So your, yours already adds minerals and things in there. Like what are some of those?
2: Uh, magnesium, potassium, okay. calcium, uh, quartz actually put back in. The minerals that your body would need. Uh, along with the electrolytes as well so these things will help you this is why we work with a few of the local gyms some f-45s uh-huh. these are actually things they provide in the gym for their employees the, you know their clients to stay hydrated before they right. work out and they even tell them hey fill up before you leave because you're gonna put that hydration back in especially when you're sweating um, True. And offices, same thing when guys are, you know, do, going out doing solar panels or something like that. They'll say, hey, make sure you fill up. Yeah, have got point. huge feedback from companies of guys who go out and install where they have put our ice in their jug. Our ice cubes are designed to stay longer than the average ice cube, so you keep the ah. cube longer. So these guys can fill up a nice jug, go out, do their installs throughout the day. They come back, they still got ice and water.
0: Oh well, that's pretty good yeah it's awesome and, and like there wasn't like a lot of taste like, mm-hmm. like sometimes you drink water you're like oh that's tap water
2: or oh yeah or Especially you know in Utah. Or, it's like,
0: or it's like heaven heavily added something in yes. there you know so
2: that's because Utah has really hard water so True. because we're close to mountains we get a lot of calcium uh-huh. and there's different types of calcium the calcium we do put back in minerals is a direct refined form of the calcium uh, that comes in through a filtration. The calcium that we have can be something that your body and liver has a hard time processing out, and that's okay. what you see on drinking fountains and and uh,
0: yeah, like the rings that yes. kind of form, yeah. And that's
2: the hard part is now a lot of businesses are going to the bottle filler right behind the drink. I've noticed fountain. that. I've it's noticed that. It's a huge that. thing. It says easy H2O. Uh huh. If your water's easy, you probably don't want it. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. We, if you something's easy, uh, I think we've grown old enough that if something's easy, you don't usually. Want that because that means everybody's had it, right? Yeah. Easy (laughs) H two O is the the new kind of uh, bottle filler, but a lot of people don't realize that is the exact same water as the drinking fountain water. It's just more accessible.
0: Yeah, for a bottle. It is
2: not pure, and there's a big difference between purified water and filtered water.
0: Oh, that's a good point. Let's talk about that.
2: The purified purified water is where you take out all of the impurities. You're taking out the fluoride. You're taking out arsenic acidic things out of the water to keep all of the bacteria and the toxins out. That's okay. purified water. Filtered water is like the one in the fridge. We're just putting yes. the filter on. It's called a sediment carbon filter. And it's just filtering out chlorine, taste, and odor. So yes, as you talked about that really nasty taste. Yeah. It's actually people think well if that filters taking out chlorine taste and odor. But it actually gets a way worse taste to it because a lot of the times that same filter will put back some bacterial things back in the water, and it kind of gives it that really gross taste.
0: Okay. Now. So let's go back okay. to my bachelor days. Go back to the ba- and uh, <laughs> long time ago. Yeah. Sometimes I call it the good old days. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> oh, good uh, old. Yeah. Good yeah. old days. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we would we would have a good night out. Yep. Come back to my place. Yep. The Bachelor Pad. Bachelor Pad. And remember in my fridge? I do. We had the Brita filter.
2: We had, yeah. And we would chug that thing. Who always (laughs) filled up the Brita filter? So I I really was doing water for a really long time. I would always fill up the Brita filter. Yeah. (laughs) So that's a perfect example of uh, Brita filters. Okay. People love them, they think they're awesome. Yes. All that filter's doing is very similar. It's going to grab some of the harder, total dissolved solids. Okay. So it's going to pick up some of the heavy metals. All but right. the things that pass through that filter are going into your body. So those really small things that you don't think of are going to go in lead, and other things are going to go into your body, make gets into your stomach lining. Ah. So it, it's better than nothing. True. But it's still not as good as it can be. Got it, got it, got
0: it. Okay. And
2: we do... Uh, We'll do some designated pricing for the DVO shows. All right. People, so if they call in and mention that they saw this on the DVO show, then we will actually give them some friends and family discounts for you.
0: Yeah, give me your phone number again, an email.
2: It's 801-557-1795. And then my email is Kimball, K-I-M-B-A-L-L, at hydrateyouroffice.com. You can go to purewatersolutions.com as well if you want to go through. We show what our filtration systems do. Um, there's some pretty cool videos on there about how we've taken like really oil and gas based water, black water, and filtered everything out and tested it, and it comes out completely clean. What? Yeah, it's awesome.
0: Ta- ta- explain that. So, uh, so what do they get?
2: There is a dark, runny, gross water that we actually okay. run from that's from like a garage sink. Okay gross like you turn it on it comes out black we run it through our filtration system and I'll show this again real quick here on the inside of it you can see the different filters one as you can see is the carbon filter this one right here and then we do a nine stage and that's what it will show you is what our filtration does takes it all out and you'll see it go through the black hose go through our filtration system come out the machine and it is clear Interesting. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So water's not just water.
0: Yeah. So if you guys are watching on YouTube, Kimball's showing that one of their brochures and it shows like the filtration system. Um, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. It, it, and I'll be honest,
2: it's, it's crazy because I always fill up water bottles at the office. Going yeah. In like everybody does. So the same thing. We have tons of them at our office. We're actually located on 3208 South State Street. So if okay. you're ever down by the movie theater on 33rd, we're just west of that. Oh, yeah. It says Pure Water Solutions. Come in, check it out. We've got blue floors. Uh, you will have to knock on the door because there happens to be a highly populated area of transient bums. Yeah, they right used to try to come into our office all the time. Really all the time. Yeah. So we ended up having to lock do, like, use your bathroom or something. Yeah, they actually used to go in the warehouse, try to sleep. What? Uh, just hang out, man. They just uh, because before we were in there, it was an abandoned property. Oh, so. <laughs> so as we slowly went in there, we were in there one day and all of a sudden these guys just popped in the door and came walking in and sat on the couch. So we end up having to lock the door. But so if you let us know before you come or just give (laughs) it, there's a doorbell. Just push the button. We'd be happy to show you around. We actually have blue running floors, which is really awesome. Um, People love coming to our office and they check it out.
0: What do you mean blue running
2: floors? The floors are blue. Okay. They look like running water. So when you go into uh, all of our floor, when you walk in our office, the floors are blue and it looks like you're walking on water. That's crazy. We're not trying to be Jesus or anything, but (laughs) we've just got blue floors.
0: But you're just filtrating their water.
2: (laughs) And our owner, Ryan Bowen again, is a huge Crimson Club supporter and a big Uh U of U fan. So any Utes fans that want to come down, we've got a lot of Ute gear. yeah, We're all Utes fans at the office. I Nothing against well. the Y, if anybody's watching Reno Mahe or Kalani. But we love the Y, too.
0: So but we're big U fans. Big U fans. U fans. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, they had a pretty good season. They did. Couldn't if pull he, the trigger at the end, but...
2: Well, gosh, if you keep getting your quarterbacks done every before I three know. games every year, we got a good year coming up.
0: Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to another good season. Yeah. I, th- I, I think it'll be good... Um, yeah, we got to defend that that Pac-12 South. Yeah. Take that title again, get that again. But win the championship the Pac-12 I think, championship, I
2: think Arizona's not going to be as good.
0: Why do you say that? They've they got big shot. They got a, they got a lot of on. guys
2: going up to the NFL. <laughs>
0: so, okay.
2: Hopefully by natural causes of attrition, yes. we can we can get that. But I think Utah, I think from what I heard the other day cuz I'm a huge sports radio listener, I think somebody said they were Predicted to win the whole Pac-12 next
0: year. Oh, cross my fingers. I know Zach wow. Moss is coming back. Yep. He he opted out of the NFL and, and decided to. He do did one come more. back.
2: He decided to. Yeah. Oh, good. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's last last thing I read. He said I'm gonna, because I think he just felt like he's unfinished business. So well, he does, yeah, he does. Gotta, then,
2: then we were they were talking about how really lucky Utah is to have Whittingham for oh, as yeah. long as they have, and I was like. Yeah, they really do. Like good coaching real. and structure's really hard to come by, but I think that's a good thing that Utah's always had. They've had a mainstay of good coaches for yes. for years. So
0: Yeah, I mean you got you got Scally who was who played and was did phenomenal and yeah, played you know, defensive coach. in Brighton
2: and he went to Highland and oh, he, was yeah? the, he was the Don't get me wrong Morgan. If you watch it, Gatorade or one of the players of Utah in nineteen ninety eight, gosh, that was a long time ago.
0: Dude, wow. don't remind me. I just I was just <laughs> reminded that this year's like my twentieth reunion. Oh,
2: I missed mine. Yeah, my I don't, I don't even know if we're even having anything. I don't yeah. even know, but you. I'm sure you do. It's probably coming this summer because mine. Uh, I am one year older than you, right? Yeah, yeah. So I had mine this last summer, and I. I sorry, Brighton Bengals. I didn't make it. <laughs> I, was, I didn't hear about it till, like the day of. See, I'm, oh, really? I'm I'm actually catching up on this social media thing slowly. You're getting into slowly. it, yeah. So because well,
0: you keep, keep you keep deleting yours and coming back I on. Do.
2: <laughs> I do, and that's because I feel like I, if I'm on social media, uh, there's a, I I'm not a good driver. <laughs> oh gosh, <Granted. laughs> you know how you know, drive. already? Yeah, yeah you, you already know how that is. So imagine <laughs> the driving and the heavy foot with social media. So it's probably better <laughs> that yeah. That's why I've stayed off, but. Um, Happy to be back. That's why we, you and I, reconnected and yeah. saw some of the shows and I need to catch up on more of them. But yeah, you do. Yeah,
0: happy all of to be them. on.
2: <laughs> yeah, all of them. I've just seen the people you had on, which should say hi to some of the friends that have been on here. Yes, let we'll to all catch up again. We got some more. Got some more already. In yeah.
0: in. in tow. I'll tell you about afterwards too. Cool. Uh,
2: I got some other people coming on shortly. So he's always promoting the big up and comers. So. Um, if you don't have Pure Water at your office now, if yes. you have Superior, or you have Mount Olympus, or you have Coligan, I'm not one to talk bad on other companies because we feel like we do our part. Uh, we do a free trial, and that is where we'll come in and put it in your office for free for 7 to 10 days, let you touch it, taste it, try our machine for free. And that way you can see that our machine's better before you ever make a change. You're yeah. not obligated to do it if you decide not to switch to us. Uh, there's no obligation, no expense cost to put it in. We do that all at our own expense. We're pretty confident that once you touch it, taste it, try it, that you're pretty confident making that change. And you're not just in Utah, right? Nope, well, we're from Boise to Vegas. Nice. Uh, so if anybody down in Vegas area, we work with a lot of Treasure Island. We work with a lot of the casinos wow. down there, the wind, some other ones as well. Um, nice. So if you go down to Treasure Island, you're at the pool. Go check it out. Our machine is right there. If you're actually at the Grand America here, we're there as oh, well. That's a good. That's a good
0: place yeah. actually. You know, because people mm-hmm. forget you, you're in the water at the pool, mm-hmm. but that's just like kind of the exterior, right? It's not, that, it's that's not, a not getting, a good ab- good getting skin. absorbed yeah. into your system. You still <laughs> Some, need to hydrate yeah. yourself. For
2: those of us that have the red ginger skin, <laughs> and I can say that I have a gingered son. Yeah. Um, I that yeah the pool's good for me to get that tan but you still got to stay hydrated so yeah our water machines are right there at the pool go fill up that makes a lot of sense that's a good point yeah people think because they're in the water no biggie until until they're like passed out yeah.
0: It's called heatstroke. Heat stroke, Yeah.
2: <laughs> By that point, you've got the medics, and they're like, "Hey, you weren't hydrated." Yeah. And they're like, "There was a machine right there. You should have filled up."
0: That's smart. That's a, that's a good place to put them. I awesome like that. Yeah.
2: It. We the Marriotts use us. The Hiltons use us a lot of, the, especially here in Salt Lake. I mean, if you're down in Saint George, you'll see the Marriott down there. A bunch of people have us. Wow. Jiffy Lube. Uh, like I said, Enterprise run a car. Um, I, the list goes on and on. So, get,
0: they're blowing up. They're everywhere, guys. Yes,
2: this is the symbol you'll probably see, but they're yeah, red. It up.
0: Well, we put putting it on YouTube so you can yeah. kind of see it. Uh, yeah, a bit. We'll sh- I have a coat.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I can move without hurting this. Stars and stripes. That is the symbol you want, right there. Pure Water Solutions, and they all are in red.
0: Nice, man. Nice. Yeah. So stay hydrated. Get it for your office. Uh, get it for wherever people need to get a drink. Stay hydrated. The water fountain is a, it's old school. Guys. <laughs> it's old school. It's terrible. It's it, it tastes like yeah. a water fountain. Just
2: and don't think yeah. just because you got the bottle filler, oh we're good, we're fine. Right. It's, it's not. Um, and real quickly, we actually do filtration on ice machines. So if you oh. have a business, a restaurant, and you've bought the. A Manitowoc, you've bought a Scotsman. As you know, a lot of scaling builds up on the inside of those machines. Uh-huh. You got to have them cleaned. Those service calls are quite expensive to have them descaled and clean. They can run like six hundred bucks a pop. Wow. We can actually put our filtration on that machine, and it stops it from building up that scaling. Stops it, so you don't have to pay those service contracts anymore, and usually adds seventy-five percent lifespan to your ice machine. Ooh! So good. if you have a restaurant somewhere else the, this is a huge benefit a good investment then. huge investment if you're going to buy i mean those machines in utah's got really hard water you can blow through those yeah. ice machines easily in four to five years so if you can get an additional two to three years lifespan on a manitowoc or a scotsman or a Fallet by putting that filtration on not only do you get cleaner better water you don't have to have it cleaned and you get a 70 usually about 75 percent extension on the lifespan that's pretty good man. yeah Man. So we do it all. Anything that's really associated with water and ice—that's good, man.
0: And so, and, um, so again, you guys—you reached out, or uh, you put out your information. Mm-hmm. People can reach out to you. Hit up Kimball, You guys get it for your office. Get it for your location. Hydrate your team. All right, what's your guys' slogan?
2: That hydrateyouroffice.com. Oh, that's, that's, that's what, another one of them. But yeah. yeah, Pure Water Solutions is what most we were. Pure Water Solutions. Now it's Pure Water Solutions America. Uh, we at, Yeah, ah. like I said, we move more water coolers than anybody in the country. That's crazy. And you're only in like
0: three states pretty three
2: much. Three states, Boise to Vegas, yeah. And we wow. move more than anybody. So if you're like at Costco and you go and you've got Mount Olympus at your house and you're tired of them delivering or leaving them at your front door, call us, we'll take care of you. Our, our nice. prices are usually pretty affordable, if not less than what most are paying now. And which is nice is you don't have to store those jugs. You don't have to have your... I guess you could have your teenager change them out for you. <laughs> but I, 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 that's what I would most likely do. Right. But, um, having it at home, you don't have to do anything once it's put in. it Filters that. That's why nice. a lot of people who have used this at home love it. They're tired of going to Winco or Smiths or oh, for sure, somewhere to get it filled up and then hucking it over the shoulder and putting it in the trunk no and then having to carry it back out. So save yourself the time and energy. Save, save, your, save back. your back. Yeah. We just talked about the back. Yeah. So save your back.
0: Coming from guys with back problems, <laughs> save yeah, your back.
2: back
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're old. We're twenty-five, twenty-four. But uh,
2: yeah, 20. <laughs> yeah. I, nobody believes that with these receding hairline. Uh, <laughs> I
0: don't know what you're talking about. It was pretty. It's you going. look pretty. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Kimball, man, man and it. sharing sharing what you guys are offering, sharing what you guys are doing. I like I said, I believe in hydration. It's important. I think it's important for everybody. So live so longer. That's good.
2: Live yeah. Healthier. Yeah, for sure. Thanks Thanks, Thanks for having me on, brother. Good to see you.
0: Good to see you. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in again for another episode. Catch you next time.